We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We got a chance today to show who we are in front of the world. Looking deep has a man wide open. Touchdown. Touchdown for Jacksonville. Touchdown, Jacks. You're listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. What's up, y'all? It's JK3. Corey, it's, this is Down by the Playoffs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> AFC South champions. Man, that's just, it just sounds so weird. It sounds so <laughs> weird. It sounds I'm happy. weird. I'm happy, but it sounds so weird. Come on, think about where we were six weeks ago and where we are as a fan base, as a team, the team itself now. Think about that. It's not weird to you? It, I, it's, um, it's actually unbelievable, <laughs> honestly. It, it's, it's, unbe- it's not weird because I like the way it just rolls off your tongue. You know, Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, AFC South champions. You know, I, I like the way that, you know, that, that comes off. But, um, yeah, it's definitely unbelievable, man. And I think like a couple of weeks ago when um, the Jaguars, I think when they, they, it was maybe, I believe it was before the Cowboys game and then like all the playoff scenarios and things like that were happening, um, that we had a slight percentage. And I put up a meme of Lloyd Christmas when he was like, so you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. And then here we are, man. And uh, who is Lloyd Christmas, by the way? I, I don't really understand that reference. You gotta, you you gotta get out more. You gotta start <laughs> watching movies more. You, you gotta figure out if you don't know who Lloyd Christmas is. You know, just do some research after the podcast. Okay, all right, well I'll do that. But yeah, no, the AFC South champions. I mean, yeah, it definitely sounds uh, bizarre considering how you know our podcasting season has has gone with the ups and downs and all that. But um, I mean. I got to give kudos to the uh, the graphics team uh, for the Jaguars because they had some really cool stuff uh, posted right after the game, including that, you know, for me, the biggest thing was that AFC South champion uh, graphic. Um, but uh, all the stuff that they were posting on there, I pretty much was immediately resharing on like my story feed to to brag and send it to like coworkers and stuff like that, because, you know, 
and and I know all three of you or, or all three of us can speak to this getting massive trash talk about that game and the fact that the Jaguars weren't going to do anything and that we're getting our hopes up and all this kind of stuff. So it did feel pretty good to not only prove them wrong, but also prove them wrong from the sense of the fan support at the stadium. Because I'm telling you, I mean, I saw not a whole lot of Titans fans and I heard really loud, really energetic Jaguars fans. Dude, for me, I think it started like, um, so earlier that day, I had to make a run to Costco, um, you know, prior to the game and get some get some tailgate essentials. And it was, it was it, it was insane. You should have seen how many people were in there wearing, you know, uh, the old logo, new logo, the old logo with the sprawling jag, like the you know just everything, man. And every time you walk down the aisle, everybody was just like, "Man, beat the Titans, let's do it!" And it is, it, it was awesome. Yeah, I I got a friend of mine that lives up in in Nashville. Uh, grew up with him, and I got I got a couple shirts for him that I sent up there. And he's like, I, I can't wait till the shirts come in. I'm gonna wear them to work. I took a picture of the order confirmation and sent it to him. Stuff like that, like you, you know the. And he said, I'm, I'm not gonna leave them alone for about three months because they've been giving me crap since I moved up here, and I'm they're not going to hear the end of it. Um, that's just amazing that we have that type of, you know, we have that ability, we have that a potent- that potential, and we just don't use it as a fan base. And we finally did, and look what happened. Um, hopefully that becomes the norm to where we are able to, you know, flex our muscle, you know, fill the stadium as soon as they get some covers, you know, over September. Uh, <laughs> you know, they take... It amazes me how we get crap from around the entire league and other fan bases that, oh, you guys don't go to games. Well, you guys don't live in Florida either, okay? If you if you if if your home team is a dome stadium team, you have no room to talk. You can't say a thing, okay? If you, if you have an open-air stadium up north in November, December, then you might be able to say something. Because it's, you know, obviously cold. But you have no idea what it's like to live in Florida, be at a game, home game, after Labor Day. Oh, summer's over. Yeah, for you. <laughs> but but not down here. And is that an excuse? Yes and no. But it's just something that we have to deal with. And there are sometimes fans don't don't go to the games because of that. And that's okay because we still have a lot of fans. We just proved it. Um, but also the the biggest thing, really, you know, and I'm just being silly about the weather stuff, is the quality of the team, the fact that we actually have, um, uh, you know, a culture that has that Doug Peterson has instilled. My my question is, and you know, we'll get to the Chargers and all that here in a second. Is we've had some back and forth through the season and before the season started, you know, Doug Peterson comes on, bulky stays. People like bulky. People hate bulky. I still hate bulky. When does bulky get jealous of Peterson's oh, success? Stop. Bro. Stop. When does man. bulky get jealous of stop, Peterson's bro. success? You, you're, you're acting like, you're acting like, uh, Balky is uh, Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> or, or or no? You acting like <laughs> yeah? You acting like Balky is you know like uh, like one of the the Empire, and he sees that somebody's just getting too big, and he's like, get him out. You know, there's no way. 
bulky, like, and trust me, Teflon Trent, you bulletproof bulky, whatever you want to call him, he's not going to get, there's no way he can get rid of Pete right now. I'm not saying get rid of him. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, you know, we've had a good season that's not over. We've got an impending home playoff game. Who's going to get credit for that? Um, I honestly think forget the whole team. Forget this whole team and political answer Doug, crap I think, either. I think, I think who Doug gets, gets credit, credit for that? Doug, Doug gets Doug credit gets for credit. exactly, and he's going to continue to get credit as he should for the good things that are going to happen and continue to happen for this, with this team as long as he's at the helm. And my quote, my my statement is: Can Trent handle that? That's that's my thing. Winning, winning cares all. You'll be able, the, the the finger pointing doesn't go around when the W's True. are coming in and True. You know, the t- the town is teal. People are buying up everything. You know, um, the attendance is setting records. Performance on the field looks great. Performance from the crowd looks great. There's no finger pointing. You know, everyone's holding up one finger, and that's the pointer, and they're holding up the number one. At that yeah, time. not pointing that's it at right. each, they're, they're not pointing yep. it at each other. <laughs> Yeah. So before you plant these seeds of dysfunction, Derek, I'm not planting because I've got seeds. I've got <laughs> seeds, as in our cap situation. We'll we'll pick Corey. Remember this episode. We'll pick this up in the off season when we talk about that. But um, no, I just you know I, I just my my point of that statement, obviously, besides being silly, was we're not here without Doug Peterson. End of story. Absolutely. Yeah. End of I think, story. I think Balky's just happy that the clown thing is pretty much over at this point, right? I mean, no. So I, who's I, happy that, I that that's, oh, that, that's over with? Is Sean? Sean <laughs> is happy the clown thing is over with. Yeah, I think everybody. But excited. can you think about the like? Think about it for one second, though. Like last year, this time, I mean, around the same time last year, almost to the exact day. Like last year, it was. People, we were getting national attention for everyone showing up wearing clown costumes, the clown memes on Twitter and everything else like that. And almost literally 365 days later, it's a completely different tune. The team is hosting a home playoff game. You're coming off one of the most important home victories and home wins in franchise history. All in a matter of 365 days. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Amazing. It's insane if you actually look back on it. Amazing. Speaking of national attention here, really quick, yeah, I texted you guys about this this morning. I was watching the the, the Max Keyshawn and uh, Jay Will uh, show on, on ESPN, and they did a kind of a I guess a Q and A of you know Joe Burrow made a comment that his championship window is always open as long as he's playing. Very confident of him, and got nothing wrong with that from him. He's made it to the Super Bowl. He was an inch, an Aaron Donald away, two plays away from winning the Super Bowl. Uh, But point is, they did that with other quarterbacks in the league. Are their championship window open? And they did it with Herbert. They did it with Jalen Hurts. They didn't do it with Trevor Lawrence, though. But they did it with Justin Fields. Really? Really? No respect, man. No respect whatsoever. Well, I mean, you, you got to go out and take it, man. And I think that's what a, a little bit what, what's fueling, um, you know, the Jaguars and fueling some of the team or, you know, fueling, fueling the team 
um, you know, as they continue to go into the playoffs. And I think that's a little bit, you know, behind the moniker of it was always the Jags. Like, it's people continuing mm-hmm. to count the team out. They opened up this week uh, as a under as a one-and-a-half-point underdog to a team that they beat by 28, on, uh, you know, th- in week three. So, again, it was always the Jags, and you're not going to be able to get that respect until you go out there and take it. And what is it going to take for the Jaguars to go ahead and get that respect? So then how, how did Justin Fields get that respect? Because Justin Fields is the best player on his team right now. He's the, the best player on a crappy team. In a, in a big market in Chicago, no matter what, no matter what, how crappy these teams are, no, no matter what, how, how crappy the Bears, no matter how crappy the Cowboys are, and no matter how crappy any of the New York teams are right now, they're still going to continue to get polarizing coverage and they're going to find a way to shine up a turd, you know, if they on that, on, on okay, that. I'll give you that. that team. I'll give you that. Give it's you because that. he's in Chicago. If he was, if, if Justin Fields just, was in. It burns me up, man. If if Justin Fields was if Justin Fields was in Charlotte, um, yeah, if he was in North Carolina, wouldn't be talking about him. They'd be they'd be too busy comparing him to Cam Newton. That's what they'd be doing. Yeah, Corey, how some... was your game? Uh, how was your how was your game day experience on Saturday? Uh, that's weird. Also, saying Saturday, considering again we've been <laughs> been flexed to Saturday, which is good, I guess. I don't know, but um, yeah, it was good. Uh, we got down. Really early, so I think, uh, and this is like within the context of how early we go down, not not necessarily you who shows up after <laughs> your, you first wake up at six a.m. But um, we probably got down there like uh, six thirty just mm-hmm. to be safe because uh, we had just seen the nightmare. If you remember from the last time we were in the playoffs, uh, you know the gates get crazy and the crowds pile up and the traffic gets crazy. So mm-hmm. I will say that the normal parking that we get at a steep discount near the jaguar food mart unaffiliated with our football team (laughs) uh jacked up their prices so we had to park much much further away and park for ten dollars at some lot that i don't even know that the people that charged us necessarily own that lot it seemed a little sketchy (laughs) um but we uh we parked there we walked um it was electric i mean even that early you know, walking, and I, I'm sure you can speak to this too, but just the, the buzz, the energy, there was like a lot more vendors outside. I saw food trucks and everything uh, walking up to the stadium and a heck of a lot of people that got there early, to be honest with you. Like by the time we got in our seats uh, and, and props to the team for keeping everything moving because, um, I mean, they didn't even really check uh, my bag, which is good because I had my refillable soda cup in there, which I got a free refill. <laughs> um, I might edit that out, actually. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, when we got in our seats, you know, there's probably an hour till kickoff, and there were a ton of people up there, and we never see people there that early. So you kind of, like, felt that people were excited and, and ready to go, and, um, and it was just a different – it felt like a completely different atmosphere than any other game this season or the last couple years by far. Yeah, no, I can I can echo that. Um, you know, obviously I got down at uh, four o'clock, um, so I was a, a a couple hours earlier than you. But um, as far as you know, as far as tailgating and as far as the lot that I'm in as well, lot E, you know, it is uh, right across from the stadium, and it does fill up. But it, it fills up with people that you know, just uh, you know some of their 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 parking passes. Uh, they they get in and they they park there because of the convenience of how quick it is to you know to get to the stadium. It lot e it, it's nothing like the slab or you know where Bold City Brigade is. But for us, you know, for us getting down there, we had a larger crowd. A lot of people came over, man, and you know, walking into the stadium, 
Again, I think I was just super impressed and probably have a little bit of Jags PTSD by seeing opposing fans and not seeing any Titans fans walking in, maybe a couple um, walking in, you know, was really reassuring. But, you know, uh, to, to, to piggyback on what you said earlier in the uh, the podcast about, you know, the graphics that some of the that the, the Jags do, man, they their 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 social media team, their team for as far as in venue goes. Um, you know, I had, uh, you know, some friends that have been to, you know, the almost the amount of same amount of stadiums that I've been to. And this is their first time, you know, coming to Jacksonville and experiencing some of the in game venue. And they just said, you guys are absolutely lucky you know, to have this level of production, this level of, you know, in-game, you know, kind of just feeds. And then, like you know, again, like some of the times when it comes to, you know, third down, you know, all the graphics that they put up and how, you know, they did everything in teal. Um, it was just a, a pretty momentous, you know, game day experience, you know, and I think, you know, hats off to the Jacks for what they did mm-hmm. to really electrify the city and get people amped up to get in uh, to the stadium early. Yeah, and uh, the gentleman who played the national anthem, as everybody has said, perfectly representative of Duval County yeah. <laughs> and, and the surrounding counties, North Florida in general, uh, with the uh, haircut that he had. But he was really good, actually. I thought that dude, was, like, yeah, one of the dude, he played yeah, it was the crap out it was of that awesome. guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It so was, was cool. it was actually, it was, you know. And for me, like, I think. I I love the singing of the national anthem. I think the singing of it is great, but. There's just something about just something a little bit more patriotic about somebody playing it on an electric guitar, man. It's just to I mean, it's just it is just awesome to to me yeah. to see that, man. There's a little extra freedom that comes with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the eagle sheds a little bit of a tear. <laughs> yeah, actually. Actually, yeah. Um, but no, that was good. Um ha- okay, so I will the only negative thing about game day experience, and this is just being super nitpicky because I feel like everything was really great. How did you feel? <laughs> I guess I've already set this up without even asking yeah. the question, but how did you feel about the fireworks show at halftime? Oh, dude, <laughs> that fireworks show was equivalent to the season ticket member gift. Yeah, like, the fireworks, bro. The fi- I've I've seen some great fireworks and like laser light shows there at that stadium before. Mm-hmm. When they didn't turn down the lights, I was like, "Oh, this is about to be crap." <laughs> when, the, when the lights didn't go down, when the lights didn't go down, I saw like the first bottle rocket that was shot off the top of the uh, <laughs> off the top of the screens, and I immediately went and got some chicken tenders <laughs> because yeah. it was that bad. It was definitely like they found some like guy at a like fireworks stand that was trying to unload his inventory or something, and just bought up whatever was left over. But my daughter was even like, "Oh man, this seems." You know, kind of weak, and I was like, "No, no, no! This is like where they set it up for like the big ones at the end, and that never came." So, um, yeah, you're waiting for the grand finale. It reminded me of those fireworks that they sell like outside of Publix in that that shipping container, where someone yeah. just buys a whole <laughs> bunch of them. Yeah, but dude, it was just it was literally like stay stay in your seats for the fireworks show. And we're like, all right, and then literally, yeah. Oh, man. The only advantage I think to not <laughs> tubing it up. Although I'd, I'd say they should have just you know, maybe just not done it at all. But uh, I noticed like during the Super Bowl and stuff, when they have big fireworks for the performances and whatnot, that smoke kind of lingers on the field a little bit for a little while. So maybe that was the thought process. I don't know. But yeah. other than that, yeah, really good. Um, and then the end, if you stuck around, you know, obviously they had the players give the little interviews. And I, I heard about like, you know, 50,000 Duvals from the different uh, players on the field uh, during their interviews was pretty cool. But yeah, just unmatched. I mean, I really hope, and Derek, I think you were alluding to this before we started recording, 
that we might, you know, that there's hopefully we can match that energy, if not do more uh, this coming Saturday. Yeah, hopefully we're not too tired because the looking at how much emotion that all parties involved from the team to the fans to the person selling, you know, beer and peanuts. You got to do that. Yeah, do that again and get even louder this time. I wonder if we can do that. We haven't done that too much around here. We're not in shape. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> We're not in shape, you know, to, to do that kind of to do that kind of celebrating. Uh, but man, just you know, just still sitting here thinking about in, in, in what, five days, four days, Chargers are coming to town, and it's not going to be easy. We thought that was tough. Thought that was tough, man. And 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 Bosa and Williams and all of them, they're going to magically get healthy. You know, I know their coaches a moron for even playing all of them in that last game. <laughs> um, but they're they're going to get healthy. I was hoping really that we would catch the Ravens. You know, that's that you know before that week got started. I know it was looking more like the Chargers, but I would rather play the Ravens because there's definitely something up between Lamar and that front office, Lamar Jackson, that front office. So, um, you know, if there's uh, some, you know, some tug of war going on there, I'd rather play a dysfunctional team than a team that's, you know, they got a chip on their shoulder too. Herbert's out to prove himself. He's put up some monster numbers his first, you know, two, three years in the league. And I think, what, is this his first playoff game or second playoff game? I'm not sure exactly, but they're hungry. You know, and they're wanting to prove themselves just like, you know, we are just like Jacksonville is. So looking at that score from the first game that we played them earlier this season, like, I guess, and we talked about this a little bit beforehand, but I, I guess the, the thought process that you guys have is that it's almost like a completely different opponent, right? Isn't that kind of what you were both uh, talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a, a, I mean, because one, you know, it that we, we played them in week three, um, you know, and you know, they were missing some crucial pieces as well. But we were missing a crucial piece to the run offense and James Robinson, you know, also. But, you know, I think one of the things that you can't do is you can't continue to rely or rest on laurels, you know, from the, you know, from the from uh, the regular season. You know, you make it in the tournament, everyone's zero and zero. And it's winner. It's either it's winner continue or or it's winner go home, basically, for the next three weeks straight for the Jags. You know what I mean? Um, you know, so I, I think that both teams are banged up, you know, with us losing Cam Robinson and Smoot. Um, but then also you got to think about the nagging injuries. And like you said, you know, before as well, Derek, um, you know, they're banged up as well as far as <clears throat> with Mike Williams and uh, Bosa, depending on what whatever's going on there, you know, they're going to stay tight-lipped. But I think that there are some tendencies that we put on tape against the Titans um, you know, that they may be able to capitalize on, especially with their defensive line, um, you know, that that could probably, you know, give us some trouble. I think, uh, again, and I said it in, you know, week three, th- this defense, um, you know, is, is scary. And then also, you know, their offense is just as scary as well. On the defensive side of the ball, you know, you've got Derwin James, uh, you've got Asante Samuel Jr., uh, you've got Khalil Mack. Uh, and then you've got, uh, you know, a Bosa coming off the edge right there. That's four problems at four different la- levels of a defense that could possibly give this team, um, you know, some trouble. And I, 
I think that it's just one of those things where they've got to continue to come out. You know, Doug's got to have a great, you know, game plan to get Trevor settled in because he did look a little tight on Saturday. I don't know if it was the pressure that was building up to it or anything else like that, but this wasn't the Trevor Lawrence that, you know, we had seen over the last, you know, uh, five to seven weeks. Uh, you know, he did make a great play, you know, to Christian Kirk, you know, as well over in the corner of that end zone. But then also he missed a wide open Zay, he had some balls that were batted down. We had a couple of plays that were actually blown up, um, you know, by the uh, the defensive line of uh, the Titans that, you know, if we do continue to put those plays on there on film, you know, hopefully L.A. doesn't find, you know, any of the tendencies there. Um, I think also as far as uh, the turnover, when you're when you're like you, and Derek, you've talked about this, too, about getting cute. You're down there. You're obviously the mm. better team. Why, why, why try a reverse or a trick play or option reverse, whatever you're doing there? Just run the ball. You know, you're in a position right now where you can get three points, um, you know, take the three versus the turnover and, you know, show that you're, you know, the proven team. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about Houston, how we went out and assessed dominance over Houston. Uh, and then a couple of weeks or a week behind that, we talked about how they were obviously the better team, went into a crappy weather game against the Jets and was able to dominate them. So now going forward, you're going to have a team that is just as capable offensively and defensively as you are. You know, what is your motivation and how are you going to come out and get ready for a team that can square up and, you know, pretty much, you know, go just as fast as you can? Yeah, no, the the Chargers roster is built kind of it's, – it's weird because they've got these stars, they've got these guys on defense – but they give up a lot of rushing yards. So they're kind of weak up the gut as far as the run. I'm thinking with ETN and Jermichael Hasty, like this is going to be a game where they need to uh, really take advantage. Doug's going to do a great job of drawing up a game plan. It's just a matter of going out and executing it. Yeah, the cute plays, the woulda, shoulda, coulda. You know, if he if someone if he answered the question, Doug Peterson would be like, "Well, if Agnew caught the ball, it would have worked because he was one on one with a defensive end, and you'd take that any day of the week." Woulda, coulda, shoulda, but didn't. I hope he doesn't do that again. And if he does do it, I hope it works. If it doesn't, we'll have problems. Um, but my main scare is our middle linebackers, especially our young guys and pass coverage up the middle of the field. You saw what Austin Hooper did to us with freaking Josh Dobbs, who was with the team three weeks. The Chargers really don't have a dominant tight end, but they do have probably the best inside receiver in the NFL in Keenan Keenan Allen. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he caught 10 to 15 balls. And I'm not saying this because I think that you know, we, you know, he, I don't think we can't compete. We can compete, but the guy's just that good. That's what he does. He's not going to go eight for 160. He's not that type of guy. He's going to go like 12 for 95 or 100. And out of those 12, eight of them are going to be on third down where he's going to convert first downs. That's what he does. That's all he does. He's like Mr. Third Down Converter. And if we try to get in any form of any kind of zone coverage whatsoever, he's going to tear us apart. He's going to tear us a new one. So that's what I'm, I'm we got to figure that out. I'd rather take my chances with Mike Williams on the outside 
than having him converting third down after third down, going on those long, boring drives. You see what Tennessee did to us. Believe it or not, that's why we only won by four when we got, you know, we had the defensive play. Tennessee was playing ugly. They weren't going to get in a track meet with us. The Chargers, think- although Herbert does well with the, with the passing game, they can kind of do the same thing. They hold the ball for a long time. And they can stretch the field if they get one with Mike Williams, but that's kind of their that's kind of their thing. They can hold the ball and go on these long drives and get your offense out of rhythm sitting on that bench so long. I think another player too that you got to watch out for that you know has a has an ability uh, you know to go off is uh, that the Josh Palmer. Um, yeah. Josh Palmer, one of the guys that that kind of is someone that you know falls under the radar you know from from a film perspective. But I mean, his average as far as the regular season, I think he averages like ten point seven, uh, you know, uh, a catch, and he, you know, has proven the ability. But then in that week three uh, matchup against, uh, you know, us, he had six for he had six for ninety nine. Um, so you know, that's another person as well that you know that we'll have to continue to watch on <clears throat> on the defensive side of the ball. And I agree with you, Derek, as far as being able, as far as the linebackers go. Um, you know, I, I think they're going to be focused in on, you know, Eckler and making sure that, you know, you contain him because I believe Eckler is, you know, he's going to get, he's going to get his, um, you know, Eckler is, is catches the ball out of the backfield yeah. too. Exactly. So this is going to be a really good test. Um, I think as far as for the inside line or for the linebacking core between uh, Aluakon, Devin Lloyd <clears throat> and Muma or, you know, Trayvon Walker as well. You know, to really be able to, you know, uh, get in there and, you know, one, be disciplined and but, you know, also remember your keys. I think from a offense or from a line perspective, as far as Eckler going out of the backfield, I think it's a really good matchup with, you know, Allen and and Trayvon. Uh, Trayvon, maybe, uh, you know, up to maybe that six to seven yard mark after he's getting out there before Eckler runs away from him. But I think, um, you know, Josh Allen has the ability to be able to run with him and cover him out of the flats. Uh, it's just that making sure that, you know, we take that away and then making sure we don't get, you know, dink and dunked, you know, like Josh Dobbs did last year or last week, you know, like, you know, how we were, um, how, how we did against the Colts earlier this year. They, getting them into a long third down uh, and also hitting Herbert is going to be great. But I don't think all that happens until we get up at least seven points, you know, to where we can release the dogs on the defensive line and really get after them. And I think that's when, you know, our defense has kind of come alive when we've got, you know, some points on the board and long third downs, uh, you know, has been one of their keys to when they've been able to get after the quarterback, but then also make those turnovers. And I, you know, I don't think the Jags win this game uh, without a turnover on defense. In, in my opinion, I think you got to get one somewhere yeah. somehow. And and they they'll they'll be available. Herbert has not been protected very well this season. He he had a cracked rib um, earlier in the year. A couple of cracked ribs. I think he took a big shot, and when he got pulled uh, last week, and he's taken some really big shots throughout the season. So that that definitely can be an opportunity. Our defensive line has woken up the last you know three three weeks. I don't know what's gotten into them. I hope whatever it is, they keep getting into it uh, because that's how we can win this game is for them to get disruptive. It's not always about getting the sack. It's just about being disruptive, throwing the timing off of whatever the Chargers want to do, try to do. Um, 
we we got to do that, and we got to get you know help our guys on the back end. You know, Cisco and and, and Rayshon Jenkins have been playing you know lights out as good as we could have hoped they could have played. Um, everyone on that back end is really just giving it their all. Um, we don't quite have the eraser that the Chargers have with Derwin James, so. That's why we really need the defensive end to kind of the our defensive line of defensive ends to really step up, and you know I think they had like twelve hurries or twelve pressures or whatever it is, four sacks or uh, five. I don't know the exact numbers. Point is, we just got to do that again, and I think that will be enough if we can get after Herbert, make him feel uncomfortable, and do, and he's not a slouch either. He's a big boy. I think he's like six five, two twenty, two thirty, or something like that. He's a big dude, so really we're really going to have to make him uncomfortable. And I think we, I think we're up for the task. I think the team is is they're going to come out with a solid game plan. We just need to to um, to, to to believe in the game plan and, and do the same things. And I think we'll be okay. I think the line they have it set at one and a half in favor of the Chargers. I wouldn't be surprised if that went to even. By the time the game came around on Saturday, uh, so that means Vegas. You know they don't know who's going to win it. I think we can. I think it's definitely something that uh, we can do. We're going to have the home crowd, the home field advantage. They're going to fly, uh, you know, three thousand miles across country. They're, oh, it, it's supposed to be cold on Saturday. Is that true? I mean, we can check with Tim Deegan. Yeah, uh, <laughs> for, forget him. Forget him. <laughs> What about uh, um, Derek? What do you think about the Chargers coming off the loss to Denver? And I guess I opened that up to both you guys. But I mean, does that affect them at all going into this game? Nah, nah, because they took everybody out. Um, they they took everybody out, especially after. So they were slowly. It was funny because they were trying to slowly wean people out of the game, and then Mike Williams limped off. I think Bo- Bosa left, and then Herbert took a shot. Like all within the same, like all within five minutes, and then the coach just pulled everybody out, and so then Denver, you know, end up winning the game. They're all going to be magically healthy. <laughs> Come, oh, or they're hurting and they're not on the injured report, unless they get hurt during the game. Just watch. There, I mean, it would be. Yeah, if they didn't play, does it help our chances? Yeah, I don't wish for another person to get hurt like that, but. They're going to be playing. They'll they'll be there. Yeah, I I don't I I think it does. I think it affects them a little bit, honestly, man. Because think it's so. Like you got a team. Yeah, you got a team that's banged up. Number one, banged up. It's a banged up team. Like all like all teams are, you know, banged up. But I think the difference, and I think what's more important with having these, you know, with having home field advantage throughout the playoffs, or having teams have to come to you, is that you get a little bit more extra treatment. You get a little bit more extra time, you know, and I'm pretty sure that, you know, the Chargers have ways to get these guys feeling healthy and things like that while they're on an airplane and everything else like that. But I mean, you know, a, a flight from L.A. to, to Jack's, uh, if they depending on when they come in, they, they got to come in early. The game is on a Saturday. So one, that's throwing off their rhythm, you know, things like that. It's going to be on the wet or on the East Coast, throwing off the rhythm, playing on a Saturday, too. Um, but then also, you know, the discomfort, I think, you know, being on a plane for a little bit longer, it it, it helps you. I think it discomforts you a little bit more. But I think also from a um, 
from a motivational standpoint factor too. It's like, how do you get up, you know, for this game? Um, you know, knowing that you just lost to the Broncos, knowing that you're injured, knowing those things, like, you know, I, I don't, I think it'll be tough for them to, to, I think them making the playoffs, uh, it's going to be, it's not a consolation, but I, I think it's a little bit tough for them to be able to get up for that, to travel, you know, across country on a, on a, on a, on a Saturday. I could be completely wrong. You know, I could I be just, completely wrong. I just think, you know, these, these, these grown men, playoffs, these guys that are, you know, professionals. I just think they're just going to ignore it. Now, I, I do think that, you know, traveling cross country to sunny, you know, weather LA and coming to, you know, Jack's, which is actually going to be, you know, like I said, co- cold on Saturday. Like, I think the high is only like 54. Um, and then, you know, the game's played at night, so it could be, it could be into the, to the 40s. This that is uh, JK3 with your first coast weather. So stop it, uh, stop alert. it, stop it, stop it. It looks like on Saturday you've got a high of 54, and by kickoff you should see a temperature of around 48 degrees at 8:15 here in Jacksonville, Florida. He, he, he's messing with me, you guys. You know he does this <laughs> all the damn time. Um, but no, I just look for any advantage that we can get. To be honest, just any advantage we can get. But I think we're going to be up for the challenge, and and and, and Trevor, I know he had some 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 bad you know throws and you know that one to Zay in the back of the end zone that you know he could have freaking underhanded it to him and he would have been open for a touchdown. That's just that's just Trevor. You know he just he saw it. You know it was there, and none of us could do it. So I'm not going to yeah. sit here and say that oh we could have easily no no we couldn't have. Um, you know, he just gets in his head sometimes. And that's where Doug Peterson comes in to, you know, help him calm down and just go I out think there and play the game. I think that's the ultimate uh, X factor, too, in this game, too, is going to be having, you know, Doug Peterson, someone that has been, you know, has taken a road through the playoffs before, as opposed to a coach like Brandon Staley, who is a great coach, but hasn't been here before. You know, hasn't, you know, doesn't know, you know, what things to kind of, you know, the the atmosphere, the environment, you know, those kind of things, because L.A. is not a hostile environment by any means. You know, the, the Chargers are probably the third best team or the third or fourth favorite team out in L.A., you know, next to the Raiders, where people still think they play there and, and you know, the, and, and the Kings probably. So it's just like, uh, you know, one of those things where, you know, Peterson is going to know uh, what to say. And, I, and I, that's what's helping me really sleep at night. And sleep and and get feeling a little bit more confident within this is that we do have Doug, we do have a coach that has is going to remain calm, and a coach that's going to be able to put us in some favorable situations to score at will when we need to. For the first time, you know, in Jaguars history, I finally feel, and you know, minus the game on 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 Saturday with that being an outlier, but I really feel like this team, from an offense perspective, can score at will. I really think they can score when they need to. I think they can, uh, you know, put together drives to, you know, that don't stall on the, uh, you know, uh, the opponent's, you know, side of the field. And then, you know, on the flip side, too, I feel like if we do get someone, you know, uh, or if we do have to punt, Logan Cook's been playing, you know, great, great. He's been punting. He's been playing great football and being really excellent at flipping the field as well. So I think between, uh, you know, coach and you know defense as well. I, I, those are my two keys that are that are really going to help us win this game: the coaching and the defense. You know, on that side of the ball. But we do have to get 
you know, some sort of defensive turnover. Rayshon Jenkins has been Superman, you know, when we needed him and, and needed him has kind of emerged as the leader of the J villains, uh, you know, what they're calling themselves on the defense now. Um, you know, so I think that, you know, as long as we can continue to get a turnover, uh, you know, from from the defense and, you know, maybe turn that into some quick points. I think it's a, I think it's smooth sailing. So it was like kind of a good thing that we got the the offensive issues kind of, I don't want to say out of the way, but that it happened in the last game versus this game, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, um, what about the Charger fan presence in the stadium? Do they, do they travel at all or are there going to be a bunch of Charger fans buying up tickets? Or? Uh, I mean, maybe they might have a few fans, you know, some fans. Um, it's not going to be like Cowboys or Steelers or anything like that, but, uh, they, they, I think I read somewhere that there were some uh, tickets left over, like a thousand from their allotment. I'm not sure. Um, but they're going to, you know, there's going to be a few, I, I would believe. Um, but nothing, nothing crazy. Like I said, no, no Cowboys or Steeler numbers or anything crazy like that. So I, I'm trying to remember because, you know, they they have they have played regular season games, um, you know, here in Jacksonville before. And most of the fans have been transplants, um, you know, people that have, you know, been out from from uh, that were in San Diego or, you know, and that military kind of brought them to Jacksonville because there's a really big military presence out in San Diego, um, yep. very similar to, to, to Jacksonville. Um, you know, as well. So, you know, if any of those folks are still kind of sticking around that are here in Jacksonville, maybe, you know, Jacksonville is their second team and, you know, L.A. is somebody that they root for, et cetera. Or you have some folks on the East Coast that haven't had an opportunity to see them. You know, I'm pretty sure they do have, you know, some type of fan presence, uh, you know, in the game. But I don't think it's going to be anything intimidating. Most importantly, like you alluded to earlier in the podcast, Derek, you know, we need to get our rest. We need to get, you know, the, the extra sleep that we can now because we got to do it all over again on, on, on Saturday at 8.15 down at the bank. Word is they're going to be wearing teal uh, tops with white pants. So, you know, we got to break out the teal and everything else like that. So the real question is that if the if the, the our fans, the people that are here, are going to really be able to, uh, you know, pony up and, uh, you know, get out to the game. I just hope that last week wasn't your Super Bowl. I hope that beating the Titans, of course, is, you know, very important. I want to beat the Titans. I'm glad we've swept the Titans, you know, this year and things like that. But, you know, the ones that are that really count, you know, are the ones right now. I mean, you, AFC, you know, champions is, is great and everything. But, you know, the only thing you get for that is a T-shirt and an extra flag, you know, on the on the flagpole that we have. You know, now is where we need the fans to really show up and continue to, you know, bring that energy that they brought uh, that, that last year or last week. Absolutely. Speaking of the T-shirt, I think do we all have that on order? Pretty much at this point, the AFC Championship. AFC nah, South it's bad luck. What? Oh my! What? It's bad luck. <laughs> yeah, man, you don't want that shirt now. You want to buy that shirt when you know when you get eliminated. You don't want to buy that shirt now. Oh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Derek, you got anything to say about that? <laughs> I mean, I ordered a shirt, few and far between. Um. It's funny because, like I said, my, my buddy of mine that lives up in Nashville um, wanted a shirt, and, and so did I. I'll take it, and hey, we get we are able to add to it. 
we can add to it. I think that uh, you know winning this game and, and moving on to the next round is, is a a very you know very possible. It's just a matter of uh you know not not the team executing. But no, there's no bad luck, man. I'm superstitious. Bad luck. Bro. He's nah. superstitious. Well, yeah, we're I'll the buy same. I'll behave. We're the same socks for the next five days. Okay, and then, uh, and then you want me to get athlete's foot, basically. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, super. No, do that. I, I'm just, I'm superstitious, man. I'm not buying that shirt yet. Like, like Trevor and 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 the Black Mamba said, the job's not finished. Well, we know that. We're just buying. So a why shirt. are you buying a shirt? <laughs> we're just buying a shirt. <laughs> we're just buying a shirt. I agree with Darren. You we're, think, not, we're not getting. We're not getting. You think Kobe? Not, you you think Kobe ever put on a uh, Eastern Conference? You know. Uh, champion shirt? No, he put you know, on the, he he put on the NBA title championship. Okay, hold on. No, we're gonna say it. this is coming from a guy Western that, you Conference. Know, excuse you, me. You you shaved that Jaguar emblem in the side of your head, and you sit here wearing a hat right now. Now because it, won, it's, it's growing in right now, and it looks like I got alopecia. But <laughs> yeah. I will be there. I will be there on Friday to get it redone. I will be there on Friday to get it redone. I'm telling you. Yeah, so this time this time around right now, you know, the haircut, I got it done on Friday. Uh yeah, Friday night, like at five. So I wanted to be fresh. Saturday was looking good. Sunday is looking good. You know, the hair starts to grow back a little bit, you know. So, you know, now I gotta I definitely gotta get it uh get it it done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Oh jeez. No, but we're ready, man. We're ready. We 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 can do that. We can beat them. We can beat them. It's just going to be a little bit tougher this time. That's all. It's the end of story. It's just going to be a little bit tougher. Yeah, and Trevor, we know you're listening. Uh, you know, to this, get out there, man. Have fun. Yep. Bro, have fun. You were you're tight. You were tight in the first second quarter, man. You know, get out there. Do you? We need the steezy Trev. You know, coming back, <laughs> and, and I think we'll be good, man. Yeah, yeah, he he does in fact listen to this podcast. <laughs> That's like we always joke when we're at the games about like the kind of you know the fans that will yell out and be like, Trevor, you know, get your head straight. You need to you know pass the ball better. And then we joke that like Trevor Lawrence like like moves his head. He's like, wait, what? Pass the ball better? All right, I'll just do that, and we'll play much better. You know what I'm saying? So, um, people uh, are ridiculous at the game. But anyway, um, so yeah, no, uh, good conversation. Definitely excited about our playoff game, which sounds so bizarre. Home playoff game. Uh, one thing that we are gonna release this week that should definitely uh, add to the uh, your education as far as you know the Chargers side of the ball, and for the Chargers fans who may be listening to this, because sometimes the away fans listen before the game. Uh, you might get a little bit more in-depth discussion on the Jaguar side. We're going to be doing a crossover episode with another Blue Wire podcast affiliate, uh, the Chargers podcast, which is called Guilty as Charged. Pretty cool name, right? Uh, so that'll be uh, coming out here uh, later this week. So keep an eye out for that. We'll be sure to tweet that along with this episode when it goes up as well. And uh, as always, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave us a rating and review preferably five stars preferably if you write something really nice about us we've liked those last couple ones that helps boost our uh, self-esteem that's a good thing uh and then also uh we're on spotify and apple or i'm sorry google podcast as well so thank you again for listening and hope to see everybody on saturday night